Excuse me, that won't go in. That might go in, who knows. Alright, there we go. And welcome back to the With Mates podcast. It's been a while. If you've forgotten, my name is Andrew Grayson, and I've been so super fucking busy that I've not been able to do a podcast in, I think it's close to at least a month. At least. But we're here now, and I could not leave the opportunity to talk about this film. Paul, I'm guessing that's you. Do you have yeah. an echo? Yeah. Uh, the echo. Um,. Is it me? It Hang is on. you, my man. Hang on. <laughs> it was smooth. It was. It was like I'd it never was been so away. Is that better when I, I knew? I think so. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, that's much better. I'll just pick up for there. Yes, I could not let the opportunity go to talk about, and I'm not being hyperbolic, what I believe will be one of, if not the movie of the year. We are here to talk about... Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, and I have a wonderful array of guests. They're my favourite people to talk about movies and TV shows with. It's the special one. Polly Smack. Paul Stinnett. I'm back, baby. Woo-hoo. He's back, and he's got a Japanese my world player. travels. Yeah. We'll hear oh, all yes. about that. And he has the baby one. It's Baby Boone, Joseph Boone. Hello, it's me. Hold on, I need to check my lines. Uh, yes, me. It's me, your boy, Baby Boone. Yeah! <laughs> we missed that. And he is our fearless leader. It's Craig Andrew Mooney. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Good. How are we, lads? It's been too long. It has. It's been so long. To be fair, I've actually seen Craig recently. Ooh, Craig got oh, to yeah. kill me multiple times recently. I, nice. got a, I got to smack him with a shovel. It was yeah, great. You, you hacked me to death in a field. Yeah. How did that all go? Because obviously I've only seen like small snippets from social media. Yeah, it was pretty awesome, man. It, yeah, was, really, so it was really cool. It was really cool. For the yeah, listeners, all, just all, let them know what you were doing. Uh, we were filming a... you Well, in the business you call it a proof of concept. So essentially we were filming a bit of test footage for what will hopefully one day turn out to be a full-on film. And it's a war film set in the Great War. And it's I'm, I play the main character in it, who is this uh, German artist who goes off to war and kind of loses his mind a little bit. And Joseph was playing one of the lovely soldiers. That I was I got playing one of the French soldiers. Yeah, I got shot. I got exploded. I got hacked to death. I got my skull caved in. I was dismembered. I was hung, drawn, and quartered. Everything. I was just I was maimed and brutalized and just destroyed. Really, it was and great. He's that strong and tough that he's still here to this day to talk full body about Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, full body cast. You full body cast. Um, Paul, how was Japan? Unreal. Unreal. I kind of wanted to stay there. I didn't really want to come back, but then I realised damn it, I've got a podcast to do. So I was like, I've got to come back <laughs> and don't, main man. And I must say, Paul, don't you forget, Ahsoka <laughs> starts in August as well. So like, you <laughs> had to come back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yes, we have had a bit of a lull. All the TV series kind of came to an end. There's been the odd movie uh, that's come out that 
uh, I wanted to talk about, but there hadn't just I just hadn't had the chance. But this film, the, the film that I wanted to talk about was Fast and Furious, but not in a good way. Like it, I think Fast <laughs> and Furious went it got so, such a low score that it became good. Like it became like a one. It was so bad that I actually wanted to 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 actually have a conversation about it. But yeah, I couldn't let the the opportunity go. Spider Man, Spider Man's my guy, and this movie was was absolutely unreal. So I've rallied the boys for this podcast, and hopefully, I'm quite busy just now. But when things die down, we'll get back into a rhythm of doing at least one a week. Um, but yeah, we're here to talk about Spider Man. Uh, we're going to give our top thoughts or general ideas. We won't spoil anything. We'll give you a big spoiler warning once we get into the spoiler talk. But guys. It's been about a week, a week and a half. Is it still resonating? What do we think? What were our thoughts on Spider-Man? Let's start with Craig. Yeah, so it's it's been a week since I've seen it. Um, I've started to kind of reflect on things a bit more when I watch something because I, as you guys know, I tend to get quite excited about things, especially on the day on the day on the day of of something. So I'm starting to not have an opinion on a film until at least a week or two after I've seen it because I tend to like if you if you'd ask me sorry if you'd ask me on the day of record of uh, if we'd recorded the podcast the day I saw it yeah I'd be going this is the fucking best superhero film I've ever seen it's 10 out of 10 I love it I love it it's my number one but now I've had a week don't get me wrong it's still absolutely brilliant and, and I'll, I'll say that straight off the bat it's it's spectacular it's absolutely brilliant um and probably in my top three, I would say, superhero films of all time. Nice. But I, I, while while on the day I was giving it a 10 out of 10, I'd probably give it a 9 out of 10 now. I, I would say I've kind of cooled on it slightly, but I think it's one of the best. And I think, dare I say, my hot take straight away is, when this third film of this series comes out, I think this is going to be the best superhero trilogy of all time. And I include the Nolan Dark Knight trilogy in that. Ooh. I don't think that is such a hot take. Um, Paul, I can see, is chomping at the bit, but we're going to wait for Paul, because that's what <laughs> I like to do. Uh, Joseph, what about you, mate? I've, I actually don't know any of your thoughts on this film, so what, what did you think of Spider-Man? When did you see it as well? I saw it um, near last night, but the night before of recording. Um, so it is very fresh in my mind. I was going to say, that must be proper fresh then. Mm-hmm. Still very fresh in my mind, and I... Uh, what what happened was because uh, my partner Lara she hadn't seen the first one, so we watched the first one on the Friday, went to see it on the Saturday, so it became like almost like an experience. And having the first one really fresh in my head, when going in to watch the second one just enhanced it. It was wonderful. I think I'm I'm agreeing with Craig. Overall, it's like a nine nine and a half out of ten. It is the visuals of it were stunning even better than the first one i thought the pacing for the it's the longest american animated film yep um so far and the pacing was brilliant there wasn't really a a a low or like dull moment in it and i personally had no idea it was going to end that way (laughs) so i was on cloud nine when it ended and i was like what yeah whoa but i will leave my my thoughts on that till we get into spoiler territory but no it was it was phenomenal and i'm completely here with craig was saying this is very much on the track of to being the best superhero trilogy that we've seen today yeah big time right i feel as if paul's going to have like differing views so i'll give my views because i'm very much the same as these two gents i'm saying it's 10 out of 10 i don't think there's anything in this film or anything missing from this film enough for me to say 
um, that that it came down a mark. Like to me, I'll never say like there is a perfect film because there's always something wrong. But this is as close to perfect for me as it could be. I've seen a lot of people because the first one for me is ten out of ten. Like if you've got me noticing, because again. I love talking about films, but I know what I like and I know how to vocalise how I like it and stuff. But if you've got me considering the soundtrack, the score, the animation style, the like all these like technical things that I maybe I'm not a fan of and not not a fan of, but I maybe don't gush about in terms of other films and stuff. But if you've got me like gushing about that with this film, like as Joseph said, it's it's over two hours long. I always talk about it, especially animated movies, ninety minutes, get me in, get me out. That's me. I didn't once look at my watch, didn't once look at my phone, it just kept going, and I knew it was going to go, I knew it was kind of two parts, <laughs> and it got to a point where the music was building, and I went, they're going to fucking end it, oh fuck, they're going to end it, and I talked to my mate, turned around and went, is there another part to this film, and I went, aye mate, they're going to fucking end it, it had so many highs, the music was great, the performances were great, the animation style is some of the most gorgeous filmmaking I've ever seen. There's lots of little tidbits that we'll get into with spoilers and stuff. Maybe like, did you know? Um, and yeah, I'm I'm very much with you, Craig. I think by the time the third one comes out, because this one I think it was filmed simultaneously, so yeah. I think they essentially had like a four-hour film and they've just went, let's cut that in half. And we'll do uh, we'll do them in two parts. Um, this very easily could be. Because I rewatched the first one, and the first one is genius. The first one is so good, and there's little things that happen in the first one that when you watch this one, you go, "Oh, it's like the biggest <laughs> twist in this film." And then when you watch the first film, you go, "Oh my god, that makes so much sense." It's utterly phenomenal. The cast is fantastic. The Easter eggs are brilliant. If you're a Spider-Man fan, if you're a superhero fan, if you're a movie fan, you will love this. Paul, tell me why I'm wrong. Well, uh, Andrew, why don't you just, you know, go go easy on the, the film, why don't you? Um, yeah, yeah, I liked it. I thought, you know, it's a visual piece of cinema. I think all the animated cinematography is great and the soundtrack's great. Um, I think the film's a bit bloated, personally. And I think that the last the the cliffhanger at mm-hmm. the end didn't make me go oh i can't wait to see the next one it made me go huh feel like they should have wrapped this up because i feel like there's only half an hour left of movie left oh no there's not and it kind of made me feel like i kind of wanted to see the rest of this film wrap up so i prefer the first one mm-hmm. um definitely i don't think it's a bad film I just think that they it I I didn't f- I left feeling a bit unfulfilled, Fair. and then it's another problem that I find with doing multiverse stuff is that inevitably this main character we have has to be the best one, and then therefore all the other Spider Men and women who should be on an equal footing are useless, just completely useless and there is a scene where he's literally fighting not hundreds but thousands of other spider-men i'm just kind of like yeah you're kind of a bunch of clowns aren't you um (laughs) and they do there are some good jokes in there and i do like what they do with spot 
as well. He's yeah. like a sort of lesser known Spider-Man villain, but they actually did quite a good thing by making him a joke and then turning him serious. Hundred percent. Yeah. Slenderman kind of thing, you know. As I, I, so, I agree with that very much. So, man, I thought what they done with the villain was absolutely genius. Like, go, go, going from such a not even a B villain, but like like C list, D list, like somebody that you were that they were literally taking the piss out of, piss out of at the start to where the last time we see him, you go, oh fucking hell, like this guy was this guy's legit. So I think all of that included, you know, I, I'm I'm with you all, and it's visually great. Uh, a lot of the jokes are very funny. Uh, we got one of my best uh, Spider-Man variants in here. It's just the the Scarlet Spider. I really like him. Uh, even though they did make him this way too broody uh, thing, but I suppose that was the joke. But yeah, it was <laughs> funny. Um, um, what would you? What would your score be? Just out of interest. I'd give it a seven point five. Right, and with that, listeners, watch me convince these two boys that it's a ten and get Paul up to an eight point five. Let's get to spoilers. If you haven't seen. Spider-Verse, now's your spoiler warning. Also, if you haven't seen it and you've listened to the start of this podcast, there are no after-credit scenes. Uh, Craig Andrew Mooney likes to abuse me with that. Whenever he sees a film that he knows I've already seen, he'll go, is it worth staying around for? And I tell him. So, there are no post-credit scenes, so if you haven't seen the film yet, you don't need to stick around. But, go see the film. Please just go see the film, because it's really fucking good. And then come on back to the podcast and hear what we've got to say, all things spoilers. So, where do we want to begin? I would like to quickly address something Paul said. Okay. <laughs> Paul, you said that it's the point in these films where the Spider-Man, who's the main character, needs to become the most Spider-Man of all Spider-Man. And there's a scene where he's fighting the other Spider-Man. He wasn't fighting them, Paul. He was running away. So I just want, I none of them could catch him. <laughs> none of them. Because... I know there's a plot that needs to happen, but they all have the same powers, and there's there's significantly more of them. Paul, well, why were, why were you put on this earth to make yeah. us sad, man? It's not even that, man. It's quite it's things that I'm just going. Paul, why do you think yeah. about this kind of shit? <laughs> just, just enjoy it, man. See out of shit, like genuine and genuine interest in this, right? Because I know we, I know I jibe you all the time about mm. being like not liking it. What was the last film for you that you went to see where you were like? Uh, and I want a serious answer. I don't want you saying like something fucking daft that we would watched with the one hundred worst movies or whatever uh, it was. Right, so okay, so you don't. You don't <laughs> Not you don't a want, chance. You I'm don't want come. me to say Sonic Two then? Um, if it okay, was legitimately say, Sonic Two, fair no, enough. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not kidding. Be Sonic 2. It, I'm going to guess it, it was like Midsummer or something. It's yeah. up there. No, um, I would maybe say everything, everywhere, all at once. It's a fair answer. Um, I also really like Menu. Yeah, mm. Menu. The uh, Menu was good. Mm. Menu is good. Uh, what's his name? The Santa Claus film, the recent one. With <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you fucking, what was that Violent Night? Oh yeah, Violent Violent Night. Night. yeah. I love that. 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 You that were doing was, that was surprisingly good. That I, I I just distinctly remember being so overly tired in that film that I was nodding off and I'm going. I really hope that Paul doesn't notice that I keep falling asleep. I think he did. But yeah, like to me, the reason I'm asking that is because like, yes, this is why I say like 10 out of 10 doesn't mean perfect to me because there are, yes, we could pack it every movie. There's a plot hole here. There's this doesn't make sense, blah, blah, blah. But ultimately what I loved about this film in terms of the story, let's start, we'll start with the story. It's, it's a nice kind of 
new look at the origin story. So there's always these jokes about the white perils with Batman. How many times do we need to see Martha? Like, we don't need that. And we know how Batman became Batman. And it was the same with Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Uncle Ben dies. Wah. They, and they even make a joke about that where they quite literally have Spider-Man going wah on the couch. And he's like, let me guess, your uncle died. And I just thought it was really clever that they had this idea of... Was it... It was Captain... The, the police captain was a canon uh, event and had to die in every universe. So that was, again, very cleverly done and it could have been done in a very cheesy way, but they integrated live action into the animated thing with seeing a clip of uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. I think that was, that was for me, once that moment settled, it was the weakest part of the film. Because he was on the big screen for just a little bit too long. Yeah. Like, yeah oh, oh, there he is. There's Andrew. Oh, he's still there. Did the other oh. live action stuff work though for you? Um, I thought like having Tobey Maguire like mm -hmm. up in the corner of like one of the scenes with them, that Uncle Ben dying. I just wish we'd seen the best Aunt May really. Um, <laughs> Fuck that, mate, <laughs> Let's not get into that, man. I, I ranted too much about that poor old dear. <laughs> I think the live action stuff worked. Um. The the one I'm the one I'm specifically thinking about is Donald Glover, who had oh, to be in the film. Oh, I like, fucking popped off at he, that bit, yeah. man. He's the I, reason Miles Morales exists. Exactly, mate. There's Easter egg within Easter egg within Easter egg with that stuff. D Donald Glover's the reason Miles Morales existed. He wanted to play Miles Morales. Mm. They ended up casting him as his uncle in the MCU and the the Homecoming Spider Man. Yeah. And this one, he's playing Prowler. Is that the MCU version? Is that another bit? This is what I'm saying. This is why, again, like a part of the enjoyment for me as well is I'm going, is this part of the MCU? Because we don't, like Venom is kind of, but it's not. And then this kind of is, but it's not. And like just all these different looks at all these different characters. Because as you say, like for me, I love Jake Johnson as an actor. I think he's hilarious. He plays Nick Miller in uh, New Girl. I think he was in like one of the Jurassic Parks. Um, and he plays Peter B. Parker in this, and at, seeing the first one, this like overweight, like the 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 part of the first film that always sticks with me is when he's like, I broke up with with MJ, but I'm handling it quite well, and it just cuts to him like any Spider Man suit uh, crying in the shower. That's the one moment that just sticks out for me. But just all the different variants and the way they integrated, like there was a Lego Spider Man. You had that was that was made by a forty yeah fourteen year old fourteen year old like who does that shit just for fun he did you read his tweet yeah mate 14 year old and he was just like cats out of the bag i just done this for fucking phil lord and chris and i was like how amazing is that that he done that and and again i love the the joke where in every spider-man um universe or different reality whatever it's jk simmons that voices j jonah james it doesn't yeah, matter yeah, yeah. what one he is it's always jk simmons it was it was so good, like that he was there. Also, the the um, Spider Man, uh, the Insomniac Spider Man, like the double reference on that mm -hmm. with like his roommate playing it on the PlayStation, then actually seeing Insomniac yep. Spider Man, and it be and you hear Yuri Lowenthal, who has played the character for years and years and years. That was brilliant. And then some of my favorite Spider Man variants were in it, like the Paper Bag Man from yeah. the like the PS Two game was in it. Wonderful. And then. You had uh, a dinosaur Spider-Man, yeah, there was the, a car the, Spider-Man, there was a horse Spider-Man. Spider-Cat. 
yeah fucking shout, shout out to bronco spider-man like <laughs> just the best spider-man out of interest who was your favorite in this like what was your favorite character in this oh good question oh oh i don't I, know i guess it was probably miguel since he's trying to actually do the hard thing the right thing oscar isaac and killing it's... it out here in the superhero <laughs> genre by the way Honestly, his entire done. He was Apocalypse in X Men. Yeah, he's been Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Um, he's now done this one. But mate, the whole the whole cast was the same. You've got uh, Gwen Stacy, Haley Steinfeld. Is ha- uh, Haley Steinfeld is Gwen Stacy and Kate Bishop. Um, Miles' dad is one of the Eternals. Um, so yeah, they're all pulling double J. Love it. That's that. That is my my answer. I think is Gwen. I I actually yeah. think Spider Gwen was really elevated in this film and got more like of a decent chunk to do. And actually I really like love that the character. Op- I love that they opened with her. And this is why this is my argument to Paul saying like, see when you were saying Paul like, you felt as if the movie got to the end and you're like, there's only thirty minutes here. The fact that they the the, the fact that they showed that they could do not necessarily time jumps, but we're now going to play in Gwen's universe. Like it, ho- it, it opened up with Gwen being back in her universe and her dad kind of chasing her down and finding out she was actually Spider-Woman or Spider-Gwen. Um, and then she goes away and then there's a bit where you kind of go back and see her Peter Parker. And, and and I just thought it was all like pacing and structurally, I followed it really, really well. And I feel as if by the end of this film, and keep in mind we are in full spoiler territory now, by the end of this film you see that Spider-Pig's back, or Spider-Ham's back, and mm-hmm. Spider-Man Noir, and so, like, I'm going, the start of the next film could be her going to these different universes to collect them. Like, there's so many ways that they could go, so, like, to me, I, I and then, again, you're going to have to deal with um, Spider-Man 2099, you're going to need to deal with um, Prowler. And then yeah, eventually, yeah. I think yeah. the spot is yeah. where they'll all kind of team up and and deal with uh, deal with that together. But yeah, like to me, I, th- I think I think the spot was like by far my favorite character in it. I think I just, think that's a shout because because yeah. not only is he just such a ridiculously comical villain, like as yeah. you said, he's not even like D tier. He's just yeah. he's like all the way down at the bottom. But he's voiced by Jason Schwartzman, mm. the only feasible casting for that character. Just yeah. like like. You hear his voice and you just think, "Oh, you're you're pathetic," but then he's able to just twist it enough to be like that slimy, evil, like kind of like almost like a villain out of his depth. But yeah. oh no, fuck, he, he he can't he can't go back now. And the animation when so like the the spot is trying to become the multiverse, mm-hmm. kind of, and he like he merges with the Hadron Collider in um one of the universes, and he becomes like multiversal spot and the animation in that is so reminiscent of one of like my favorite animes which is Gurren Lagann which is if you haven't watched it you need to watch it it's about people and big robots beating the shit out of each other and then they go ah we need to get out underground now we're out underground we need to go to space and now they're in space it just gets really fucking weird but like the animation style is so reminiscent of the final episode of that it was it was beautiful like every single frame of this, I just want to stop and look at it for an hour. I think this is going to be arguably one of the most rewatchable movies. If you obviously if you're into it and you like it, like 
in terms of Easter eggs and in terms of things like I've listened to podcasts since I watched it and they picked up on stuff that I'm like because Craig even me and you were saying like we wish we could have went and seen this again before we done this podcast because there is so much that we're probably going to either forget or maybe not touch on or whatever but like yeah to me I would always suggest that people go see this on the biggest screen possible but like obviously we've all got fairly big TVs now and you know, you'll be able to pick up on stuff when it comes to, to, to like streaming or whatever but yeah um, before we continue with the like characters and the story and stuff, a couple of stuff I just want to bring up. It's 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a 95% uh, audience score. The first movie only made like 130 million worldwide. Like it made next to no money. But to be fair, did it not come out kind of COVID-y times? Because I, I don't remember it being it in the cinema. I... I, I uh, hmm? Yeah, it did come out COVID. Yeah, because I, yeah. I don't, I don't remember. I, I didn't even I remember it, it being advertised to like to, to, to go see in the cinema. I, I saw that on Now TV. Sorry, other streaming platforms are available. Uh, but I, I, I saw that on Now TV like randomly. I, I just put it on. I had no concept of it at all. No, nope. I just put it on. It came out. So um, it came was out in 2019. 2018. Really? I thought it was twenty twenty. Nobody seen wow. it, and it might have been oh, an no. advertising thing, but like nobody's seen yeah, it. The, re the reason we're thinking that, Craig, is because we watched it for the Spider-Man uh, ranking. Pod yeah, we when we started yeah, if you this, want, uh, to go and uh, go and go and check that. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, see if you're traveling somewhere because it's it's lovely and sunny in Scotland. If you're not if you're not um if you're not local to Scotland, the weather is. Fucking delicious at the minute. So if you're going on a nice wee trip to a beach or something, stack the Spider-Man ranking podcast. That was a fun discussion. I might revisit that episode myself. Um, mm. But yeah, the, the first movie made no money. The first movie made like 100 and, 130 to 150 million, which probably broke broke even. So the fact that we even got this second film was... Like, it was critically regarded as a very, very good film. But so far, it's already made 313 million, which is unreal because this film only cost i think i read somewhere it was like a hundred million to make which is nuts when you consider flashes out in two days and it reportedly cost 260 million to make they also done a fuck ton of reshoots that you're going probably about a hundred million they're going to sink in about another 150 million into marketing and we've not seen one interview for that film i wonder why but like this film is is obviously made money. We're going to get part three next year. I just wanted to bring that up just because I've, I've, I'm I'm really pleased that it actually did make money. Because as you, Craig, well, there we go. This discussion's perfectly. Mm. We're all movie fans, and like you, we all thought it was COVID, mm. but it wasn't. Um, Paul, they, they must be in the process of making the third one already, though. It's pretty much done next year. It's pretty much done. Mm. They they yeah, they about four years, isn't it? To be kind yeah, of they shot they shot them simultaneously and pretty much had everything in the can. I would assume they'll maybe have touch ups or or reshoots or not. I, I don't. I wouldn't know how reshoots work in animation, but like they've maybe added yeah. some stuff in or whatever. It's scheduled third third part is scheduled for March next year. Mm. Whether that happens or not, I would assume they'll maybe push it back to about now, this time next year, just to get that summer, uh, summer blockbuster kind of movie uh, money for like kids being on, off school and stuff like that but it'll make money regardless because this one's obviously been a hit um paul who was your favorite character in this would you say it was probably um probably miguel miguel um i would like to say uh peter b parker but uh he kept swinging with his child 
into very dangerous situations. <laughs> I, I can't really. I, I just, I just can't. I went with my, um, I went with my two mates. I went with my, uh, my two mates, Matthew and uh, Barry. And Barry's um, expecting. He's, he's, uh, his missus is like four or five months pregnant. And he, he leaned over to me and he went, "Mate, I know this is stupid, man, but like, like, Spider Man's got a wane, and like, I'm going to have a wane sooner. Like, this is really like, like." And I was like, "Oh, aren't you cute?" But um, there was, there was an option. There was an option for him to leave his child in its cradle and let Mary Jane in the house stay with the baby. Yeah, but not then we don't with the baby into the multiverse. But then we don't there get the good jokes. There. But then we don't get the we good jokes. The, joke. the jokes were great. You are. Uh, you're, you're the fucking. You're the Spider Man 2099. You've got no humour. That's what Spider Man is. That's 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 why I relate to him because he was just trying to get the job. He's trying to fix <laughs> the mess that everyone else has caused. I also love falling apart and he's going mad just trying to hold it all together. We'll come back to favorite uh, favorite characters because there's a couple that I need to shout out. But just going off that point, I love the idea of what um, Miguel was trying to do. This idea that what was it? It was like because the spider went to Miles's universe. Miles was never supposed to be Spider Man, and now there's a universe where spider-man doesn't exist and then we by the end of the, the movie see that 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 new york is pretty much on fire i was mm-hmm. going that's such a clever idea and it gives you this great it it, it it ties in lovely with the whole family aspect of people you need to believe in yourself and you can do anything that you want and we're just here kind of protecting you and cheering you on and stuff i love the family dynamic i love the stuff but the two characters i want to give a shout out is hobie brown who played Spider Punk? Oh who yeah, was voiced mm. by Daniel Kaluuya. He was good. Um, and Karan Sony, who played the Indian Spider Man, who yeah. was voiced by. He's the by taxi driver in Deadpool. From, from yeah. Deadpool, yeah. I'm going to murder this name, so I apologise. Is is it Paviter Prapakar or something like that? I, I apologise, but it's the guy from the guy from uh, the guy that does the taxi driving in Deadpool. His humour was the stuff that I probably found the fun. See, when he was talking about like the whole, I hate that people call it chai tea because that just means tea tea. And, it, and then it, there was like another one where he's like also nan bread. And it got to that point where we turned to each other and we went, because then that means bread bread. And we were pissing ourselves laughing. I thought the Indian Spider-Man stuff where it's like, here's traffic, here's more traffic, and this is some more traffic. And I was just like, this is genius. This is so funny. And that's real. Like they didn't make that up for the film. There is an actual comic book run or a, a, a tv series that has that it's just so good i i, I love that bit um speaking going back to the the spider yeah. from the wrong dimension would you like some quick fire trivia love it about oh, yes, that please. spider so uh what what number what universe was the spider from 40 42 42 42 42 42 this apart from it being 66. the answer answer to the universe and all that stuff um it comes up a lot in Miles Morales's story. So the lottery ticket number that won him the place in Visions school was 42. The subway that he runs away from Prowler in is 42. When you see the Spot's flashback of how he became the Spot and he was hit by a bagel. I love that. He, like, you see a bit of, like, the spider being sucked out of that universe and sitting on the de- sitting at the desk where the spider was is that Miles Morales who turns into the Prowler in that animation. So you see him sitting at his school desk as the spy- The spider was, like, there on the desk. It gets pulled out. He's, like, there for, like, two frames, I think. And wow. you see, like, Miles Morales sitting there with his dreadlocks and all that. Then, 
if we're like focusing on the prowler this is how i'm linking them all all these bits of trivia first spider-man film into the spider-verse or whatever it's called um when we see that spider first appear i thought it was flickering in and out because it was invisible it was going invisible like miles morales's spider powers oh. No, did, Craig, oh, did yes, you not Craig, get this? It was glitching, man. It was glitching because it was from well, the wrong universe. The, yeah, I haven't watched the first one in a while, so yeah, yeah I forgot that. Well, that oh, was, oh, that's so cool. That's then, what hit when, me when I was watching the second one. Sorry to interrupt, but that's the thing that, that I loved where I went back and I watched the first one. I was like, mm-hmm. fuck, that was glitching. And they all glitch. Like, all, yeah, like, they like all fucking glitch. Spider-Man yeah, Noir, yeah. all that, and all glitches. And then when they call it back to this, I was like... That is genius storytelling. It's which, simple. Which links to the whole earthquakes that have been happening in the city. Yeah. Then, once he's been bitten, he's like, oh yeah, no biggie. He goes down into that wee bitty. He meets Spider-Man. He meets um, the Chris Pine. It's, it's Chris Pine, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, the first yeah. one. Yeah. Chris Pine, Spider-Man. And when they do the weird, the noodly, spider-tingly sense, the colours behind Miles Morales are green and purple. purple. The colours of the Prowler. Yep. Before they shift and turn to red and blue. Yep, being the colours of Spider-Man. Wonderful, wonderful references that when you watch these two films, and I'm sure that when the third one's out, if you watch, if you marathon them, it will work oh, so seamlessly so as a whole story. Big time, big time. But yeah, there, there's your quick fire trivia. There's some Boone trivia. Love it, love it. That's why we love Boone. Just wanted to add about the forty-two thing. Mm-hmm. Right, that, that was all very. Isn't that also the answer? In Hitchhiker's yeah. Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Yes. Meaning of life. Yep. Mm. Is, is there a that. connection? Is there? I, nerdum. I, nerdum is the probably, uh, connection. Probably nerdum. Yeah, nerdum. Um, another couple of people I want to shout out is Jack Quaid, the the boys alum, mm-hmm. voiced mm-hmm. Peter Parker, uh, Gwen's Peter Parker that died. Uh, you also had, uh, what's his name? It's slipping my mind right now. Andy Samberg played. Um, oh yeah, Scar- oh, he played um, Scarlet Spider. Yeah, Scarlet Spider. Was that that ben was the one you pulled yeah. out, Paul? Wasn't it? Mm. I yeah, love. I love. It was only in a short time with lines and stuff, but it was like, I've arrived. I'm looking to my left and I can't see it. I was like, that's so funny. And there was lovely wee like again. This is why I'm desperate to watch it again. There was lovely wee like comic book moments where it was like it looked like a wee square at the bottom corner. Where it would give you like extra information of this spider is actually known from blah blah blah, and I was just like, this just it get it, it, it just it works like, it on like all levels. Book, um. Oh, you also had um Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali. Yeah, he was I the voice yeah. of um. Mate, it's literally just because he's hey, in, he's Aaron. in he's in he's in Blade, and I think I seen him. Was it the Green Book? He's or something in Luke Cage. So I've literally said that guy's yeah, name so often that Cage. I know how to pronounce it. Uh, yeah, Mahershala Ali was um, was Uncle Aaron because he was the same in the same in the first one. The cast is absolutely stacked, and the fact that they managed to bring all these different ones in as well for even just like bit roles, like your Andy Samberg, like your Jack Quaid and stuff, and like it must excuse me, it must be amazing to be one of these actors where they're like. Hey, do you want do you want to come play Spider Man? And I'm going, yeah, yeah, of course I fucking want to come play Spider Man. Um, if there's any other characters or whatever as we're talking, just kind of jump in and talk about it. The same. I feel as if I didn't give him his, his due as well. Spider Punk was really cool. I thought that was like a very different. Mm-hmm. I know there was reports of audio issues. I didn't have any other than maybe with him. Like he was very lun- like he was proper Cockney in it, and there was times I couldn't quite pick up what he was saying and i'm not normally bad with that but there was times where i was like the fuck did he just say but all the important stuff landed 
the, the um, visuals I was... of Spider-Punk. Oh, you go ahead. I was going to say the visuals of Spider-Punk. Oh, were yeah. Just, were just gorgeous. I, apparently, they, I can't remember this quite right. Um, because I was told it right after the film, and I was still thinking about it. The they tried a completely new and like style of making animation for Spider Punk, mm. and had like their own rules to do it. And then just when they're animating, they're like, "Yeah, let's throw those fucking rules out the window." Half the time, because yeah. it was the way they overlaid all the different sort of like textures and yeah. uh, like those bits of um, like newspaper clippings as well to make his graphics was just stunning. Yeah. We'll go, we'll go, we're going to have a big conversation about the visuals because there's there's one especially at the start of the the start of the movie that I want to talk about. Paul, what were you what were you saying there? I was going to say that uh, as uh, with these films, I'm always a big fan of the villains, and I would say this film was a bit villain light for me. So that might be it. But I did really like Renaissance Vulture. That was cool. And I'm going to use that as a um, lovely little segue because that for me was when the movie started where I went. Oh, they've went big licks with the, the, the juxta kind of different animation styles because I thought Gwen's world was really, really cool. And since I've seen the film and I've seen other people talking about it and I've seen like clips and scenes and stuff, the stuff where she's talking to her dad and things are really sad and it's very like blues and purples and, and things like that. And then the moment where she hugs her dad and it becomes like orange and red and like these warmer colours, I was going, that's fucking gorgeous. But then at the very start of the film, you had the vulture stuff, which was this very, like, what would you say, like, Da Vinci-esque kind of, like... Mm -hmm. It was like diagrams. And... Yeah. Yes. Gorgeous. Utterly gorgeous. I thought the way that they translated the vulture's character to that Renaissance inventor yeah. style... It's that was like, quite cool, yeah. It's, I, I, I love the aspect of reflavoring things. Um, as, like, a... a, 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 a long time D, D player i love reflavoring things to work differently mm. and that is just textbook reflavoring and taking mm. a character who's so well established especially with um like homecoming how they they made yes. adrian booms the vulture in that very stunning very like um uh what's the word i'm looking for like very cobbled together as a mm. villain as opposed to like you know the green latex suit in the comics and things like that mm having him like as that da vinci style inventor with the visuals of it with like you could see how his machines worked as well because there's like a moment where like it was like almost like a bunch of different squares comic book panels on the screen showed how the bombs worked and it's a wonderful way of evoking the information of the character and you totally understand what they are and who they are by that visual style it's gorgeous yeah no it really is and the stuff as well, like even just like see when you see the different like characters on screen, obviously it's 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 probably more subtle between the likes of say like Gwen and Miles. Like obviously I think Vulture very much stood out and there are aspects of um Miguel that kinda stand out as well. But like just going into the different worlds and, and I, someone brought up a really good point and I thought I couldn't get it out of my head. See the point after he goes back, after he escapes, we'll talk about the trains seen by itself because i think that was like the, the 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 big piece of the film but when he goes back and he escapes and he goes back to the wrong world that we didn't realize at the time i picked up on it just because they were talking about oh it uses your dna and i was like it's going to take the spider-man uh, the spider venom dna and send him to the wrong but i didn't click until we were in and then i seen the build up blah 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 but 
a guy, uh, it was a, it was the Big Thing podcast I was listening to, and and it was a guy called Winston that was talking about it, and he says the way they made the film, it was almost as if it was giving the audience a Spidey sense. So the idea, especially in the MCU, the Spidey sense isn't like there's a punch coming; it's something's not right. You see it with him in the Green Goblin before he turns into before he turns into the Goblin, where he's walking and he's like, "There's something fucking off here," and then he realizes it's that. And he said that the idea of like when he was swinging through New York, it was just off enough to make you go, "That's not, that's not his. This isn't his New York." Because there was a poster, I think it was for Coke. It was a Coca Cola poster, but it just said like soda or, or what was it it was like play, plain plain soda or sort of generic soda mm-hmm. and i was going that's really clever and there was speaking of things... posters sorry i need to jump yeah. in here because i remembered it there is after the whole bagel story mm-hmm. there is just for a frame there is a poster, how the fuck are you picking billboard. this shit up in a cinema it, one frame it's like i i didn't see it i saw a tweet about it oh right okay i uh, know i was a mate i made show me a tweet about it and it was like for a frame or like a couple of frames, there is a poster for a film that is everything everywhere all at once with mm. the bagel imagery. Yeah. Very soon after the spot's backstory of being transformed into a supervillain by a bagel. Gorgeous. That's so cool. That. It's the, the stuff as well, I think there's so many moments in this movie that could be screensavers and the one that comes to mind is when Gwen and I think they released this clip on YouTube before the film came out but it's when Gwen and, and Miles are kind of chatting with each other and they're sitting cross-legged upside down and you see the, the New York skyline but it's upside down as well St- honest to god the film is absolutely beautiful love it that scene where um, yeah he goes up to his spot and walks but because he can, his feet are adhesive, he can stick around and yeah. they're both upside down. Is oh yeah, that's that was terrific. And there was a few moments like that actually, uh, just in the film where they play with heights and dynamics and stuff like that, and it just switches your perspective. And it was just cool. I've got, very, I've, very cool. I've just liked a tweet. I'll share it with you boys, but I'll put it on the socials as well. Where it's just, it's like loads of these sporadic clips of different moments throughout the movie that are just like just art it's just absolute artwork and i'll send it to you because it is it's, it's bloody brilliant um there's so many different like there's so it's so difficult to talk about all like the different characters and stuff but the big set piece was obviously the the, the train escape scene craig like did, did you think that kind of when we've seen so many different mcu movies and we've had the likes of like infinity war and endgame where the scale is so big like did you think that was like of level do you think it suited the movie do you think it was a good enough set piece for the film this actually leads me to a question i was going to actually ask you oh all. lovely um and, and it's a, a bit of a bomb drop especially for you andrew oh. um so here's my question do we think that this is how all superhero films should be made as in the mcu and live action shouldn't exist yes yes <sighs> that's so difficult because i think there's a part of me that wants to say yes because you can do a lot more with animation mm-hmm. than you can do in real life i think animation can hit hard emotionally bambi dumbo you know this film 
But the big three. Yeah, the big three. Yeah. But what you get, what you get with that, what you get with the real life stuff, as it is more relatable because you can see these people in real life and 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 it maybe hits harder or or whatever. But like to me, it's so difficult because these I are think, great. I think that the the big blockbuster films they work really well as animation, um, because you you can hide so much more for like those avid moviegoers and it like all the shit we're seeing and the and there's a lot more scope for huge bombastic cinematic uh like sequences like yeah. like the train um because mm. of, of course we can we can do so much more special effects now than we could like 10 years ago when the mcu sort of started but they're not hitting their mark anymore yeah which is exactly, Whereas, that's like, exactly my point that's yeah. what, that's what, that's what however because they're not, they're not able to keep up with what's yeah, expected now from the not, audience. Yeah, they're not they, able to do they, that. Because the VFX aren't there. And like so using, using different animation styles keeps it fresh. One of the best examples I can think of is it comes from Avatar The Legend of Korra. It's a very realistic, air quotes, animation style. But then they do like a flashback dual part episode. And it's all like watercolor. And it really catches the eye. And it really is really evocative of that old legend style story. But I think the TV series should be live action. I mean, look at Daredevil. It's arguably one of the best bits of Marvel content out there. Yeah, I think I'm going to give. I'm going to get. I'm going to try and be as 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 down the middle as I possibly can because I'm I'm not ignorant to the fact that I am an MCU fanboy. We all know it. We all laugh. I still piss myself laughing when I rewatch the 100 episode where I shout uh russell because he cl- he calls me on the mcu thing i think it's fucking hilarious and i've clearly got temper <laughs> issues but the, the the one thing i'll say about this film and it's i believe because it's animated it's the reason it's managed to do this it does multiverse better than doctor strange in the madness of the yes. ma- uh, multiverse, ma- multiverse of madness this is what i wanted in those film and it's because it's animated you could do this you could create these worlds without having the budget go through the roof I actually like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, but this is what I wanted that film to be, seeing these different... We got a snippet of that when he was falling through and that was it. However, to me, I think what Joseph says is true when it get, when it's done right. I think it's more impactful live action. For me, Guardians of the Galaxy and this film are my two favourite films of the year so far. I think this might edge it for different i think i think emotionally guardians hits more but this in terms of like as a movie overall i think is a better film but the thing that i think is most important especially if you were to say right that's what we're going to do we're going to we're going to go animation from now on it's not going to be live action what this film maybe it might be another film before but for my head the first one and this one it's almost disney level this is how animation is going to be now when you look at the new Ninja Turtle movie that's coming out, it's very reminiscent of how the this movie looks, like the the style of animation, and like even even I'm sure there's a new what is the new Disney film that's coming out called? Elemental. No, that's Pixar. The one it's about a, a goat. It's like a woman and a goat. I have no idea. Leave it with Don't me. Just... Sorry. 
goated. Yeah, it may, wouldn't surprise me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's I'll I'll try and get it up once once I kind of find it. I'll um, I'll let you know what it is. But even the small trailer that they've um, released for that, the the style is very kind of reminiscent and and different as the the, the Spider Verse where. I would be a little disappointed if they stopped doing the live action stuff because I love I love this idea that like these but would, can be I, I, on my point my point is like so when we were younger we used to watch obviously the X Men cartoon the Spider Man cartoon we used to watch as we were a wee bit older they, I think they did like Avengers cartoons Fantastic Four cartoons etc mm-hmm. imagine those characters in this type of film like I just think it would be spectacular but yeah I, I like. I just, I just think that we're, as I, as I kind of already said, I think we're starting to see the wheels come off a little bit because they, as I said, I said a minute ago, they can't, they just can't keep up with audience expectation of what is possible. Things that what we want to happen now or we expect to happen now, just simply isn't possible in live action. So I think they've kind There's... of actually shot themselves in the foot a little bit because they can't. I. Keep up. I somewhat disagree with that because I don't think it's keeping up. I think it's people. I think it is people's expectations. I think people because you've got Infinity War and Endgame, everybody wants it to be that. Like, not all these films are going to be that level. You're going to get lower levels, and that's what I'm looking forward to with the new the series that's coming out, Secret Invasion. I'm hoping that brings things. I hope that brings things down to like a a civil, not a civil war. Sorry, a a winter soldiery kind of like. Puts I think on the ground kind of stuff, uh, which I think yeah. will be great. I think there's a cornucopia of reasons why the comic book movies aren't doing as well overall just now. I think the like, <laughs> story and characters no. is wait part of it. No, we're not, going, we're not Don't the continue. Com- wait a minute. What comic, are you talking comic about? Comic book films are dying, and yeah. the oh! rise of and the rise of the game films, the gaming <laughs> films, <laughs> are going to take about? place. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. No, comic I, books I, are dying, yeah. gaming is happening, that's going to be the next thing. It's the next Western, so to speak. And you're <laughs> going to have this shift happen. I think you're not going to have these big names all the time now in the comic book films now, because it is going to be a dying breed of film. For, for, oh, for the think, listeners, think Andrew anime... is losing his mind. It's Andrew's not. Do you, know the, do you know the thing I is, it's animation... not even... Continue. I think animation would be a good way to go particularly see dc have had great animated films for a long time yes, they they have. oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. they, they don't have oh, so good they don't have this level of like budget behind them but if they did if they went ahead mm. you know they could come up with something similar and my favorite i think is maybe the long halloween uh yes yes, yes really good you know what i think they should um, do i think they should take this whole multiverse theory thing and they should do a Marvel multi- no a, mul- a Marvel a Marvel film the next the next big multiverse the next Doctor Strange multiverse part three is should be done in the style of Who Framed Roger Rabbit yeah where it's just Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> live action and the rest of it's animated right I'm, I'm saying the theme here Joseph because you like you like your Muppet Star Wars thing mate we need to stop taking <laughs> things so seriously it's <laughs> like the mouse needs to get off his throne quite frankly yeah he needs to start chilling and like let us have fun with his uh intellectual <laughs> properties sorry Andrew on you go right <laughs> I don't have an issue with what he, I don't have an issue with what he's in. and again I agree I love the animated stuff I love the DC animated stuff obviously I'm a big um, big fan of for this movie and 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 I've been watching like the, the Star Wars stuff I'm not 
disagreeing with the whole animating thing, animation thing. What I am disagreeing with is this idea that fucking superhero movies are dying. What planet are you on? Wait, did you Who? not watch Thor: Love and Thunder? Look, they're all I'm leaving, not... mate. No, wait, right. They're all wait, leaving. No, Hemsworth wait. Hemsworth criticizing stuff. He's... Wait, uh, Chris Evans Name... is gone. Name you know? me all of the Eternals. <laughs> There's a difference between dying and maybe a quality drop off. Dying means they're not making money. Where you're getting the comparison between superhero movies and video games is beyond That's me. Nice. Go on, right? Okay, hit me with your video game movies. This that have that have gave you this idea. Not just not just movies. Not yeah, just no. movies. I can see Paul's point. Okay, but give me series TV. and don't include Last of Us. Halo, Halo. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We can't include Last of Us as it's a gaming thing. No. Sorry, we're not going to include. Okay, this include. Thing that no, 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 no. Include. No, include. Right. Okay, include Last of Us. We'll include Last of Us, right, okay. which we ranted, raved about about Love the quality. Love it, phenomenal. Halo, I agree. Bombed, bombed. But that's also because they didn't listen and follow to any of the story. They wanted to do their own thing. Yep. The Mario film just grossed something like a billion dollars or yep. something worldwide. You've also got the Sonic films, which have actually done tremendously well, despite the fact they started off looking like they were going to suck ass. Right, okay. But... So, you've, wait a minute. Just, I'm going to just come in on Sonic. You've told me Chris Evans is leaving. You've told me that Chris Hemsworth is leaving. These guys have been in this fucking superhero thing for 15 whatever years. Jim Carrey's done two films and fucked off, mate. He just fucked up a yeah. he's, he's retiring, <laughs> that's why. Yeah. And Sonic 3 is going to be the script that brings him back. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I don't know. There was rumours that it could. I'm just saying, as a genre overall, superheroes have had their time, and it's going. But it's it's not, not because gone, again, it's, it's again. Going. It's not. It's not going. It mate. The highest grossing films this year will be superhero films. You've got, you've already got um, Ant Man come out again. Very mid. I I can happily admit it, but it made money. How many, Guardians of the how Galaxy. Many absolutely rubbish movies. Can the MCU take at this point? Mate, you're asking how many mid to rubbish movies can the, can the MCU take? Other than... It's only been in the last like year or something that's been a good video game movie. The Last of Us is claimed to be the first fucking great video game adaptation. So was Iron Man, was it in terms of... Uh, for a lot of people, in terms of adaptation. So, what do you mean? Well, in, ter in terms of like faithful adaptation of a character in, in this sort of genre, Iron Man would have been that. Yeah, say. but no, but what I'm saying is, is like for it to 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 compete. You're saying the video games are now competing with with comic book movies. It's mental because we've had one and a half. No, I'm, I'm not saying they're on par yet, Andrew. They're, they're not, not going to be. Yet. They're not. They're not they're coming going close. To overtake them. They're not coming. The video close. game industry. They're not I'm coming sorry to close. Say, but the video game industry is a lot bigger than the comic industry. Well, I'm going to put. I'm going to put something out there. I'm going to put something out there, Paul. I'm not going to take my video game advice from someone that doesn't even have a fucking PlayStation. <laughs> you absolute Xbox noob with your stupid Starfield game. I'll, I'll, do you know what? I'll hold my hands up. It actually looks pretty fucking decent. And it is coming out in September, fair enough. But we've got fucking Spider-Man in October. And what does Spider-Man do? He's a superhero. And he comes to the PlayStation. Mm. Suck it. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I, do, I genuinely don't think I superhero films are going to be. I for all your games. 
I I hope that when James Gunn listens, I don't pay for my games. I use Boomerang Rentals. Boomerang Rentals, people, check it out. I want a sponsorship deal. Best value in gaming. I pay £16 a month and I get three games for fucking nothing. Um, fuck, what was I going to say there? I'm just saying my question didn't drop a bomb. I'm, I'm happy with it now. Yeah, it definitely did. Yeah, <laughs> fucking let a few. I'm gone. Haven't just, spoken. Just, haven't actually spoken about the film in a, a good solid like, I know. eight minutes. It's it's just before, before, before we segue back, <laughs> uh, we'll segue this way. I think there has been really good video game films, and all you need to do is look at the um, ever endless catalogue of Pokemon films, which are animated animation spider-man animated films across the spider-verse we're back we're back just the, the cuphead show as well oh the cuphead that's show. pretty good animation if you like cuphead, cuphead. all the films and everything that you have said anyone been... in the chat any listeners <laughs> in the chat, <laughs> in the chat. Cuphead. anyone in the live stream anyone in the live stream um to tbc um <laughs> yeah again to, to kind of wrap that thing up my last point on it is all these films that you're talking about that have done really well maybe other than the super mario brothers movie because that was a kids animated movie it was a 90 minute run and it was easy to kind of get money from that mate i hope that's what i was going to say i hope when james gunn listens to this podcast he's not shitting his breeks at the fact that he's about to reboot the entire dc universe and paul said superhero movies they're gone i mean it's going to be an absolute waste of money but yeah, dying, dying, not dead, dying. They're not dying. Do you think everything you has its time? That, um, I agree, do but I don't think it's now. Do you reckon that superhero films are going to go of the way of westerns, where at some point in the near future, somebody's going to make just a spoof of the superhero genre as scathing as Blazing Saddles was, and then just yeah. kills? I think the it's genre. called. I think it's called Thor: Love and Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's <laughs> on top for me. Yeah, he's in good form. He's been he's been he's been <laughs> saving these up. Um the the one thing I'd say against that, and that's the last point I'll make and then we'll go back to Spider Man. The the MCU do jo- subgenres within each of their films. So I don't think it's like superhero films or superhero films. I I do think you you do get a difference, whereas I think most Westerns follow a very similar kind of pattern. But let's get back to Spider Man. Is there anything that we've not spoken about um that you guys want to talk about? the music the music was Let's do it. it was gorgeous so the the first thing of note is um the composer for both uh, this film and into the spider-verse daniel pemberton mm-hmm. uh, i love his work um i first started hearing him in little big planet wow which is such a juxtaposition of like paul that's another that. good game that's on a playstation mate you just can you can zone out now if you want uh love love the work he did there and then just all i think one of the best things he's done with the score is the melding all of the modern music like yeah um, like the diegetic music you'd call it like that either miles is listening to or yeah. that's kind of playing to enhance the scene with the score of the mm-hmm. film because there's points i think it's when he's is it he's swinging after gwen through the city mm-hmm. and like it's like he's tr- trying to find her where she's gone and like whatever i think it's um the lyrics of the song are starting to be enhanced by like the score that's coming in from underneath it and it really helps keep up the action and the pace and the drama of the film as well i think the big thing for me that because again i'm terrible when it comes to like music and stuff i'm just like my brain doesn't work that way but like which is strange because i'm a singer um but 
the the ending for me the the way the music had that build where i was like oh and and i had this like mental realization in my head where i'm going this is going to end in like five fucking minutes and it seems as if it's building to this this point and it was gorgeous and obviously the first one had that iconic sunflower song which my friend we, we all love that song but my mate barry was it was like it, it, it didn't out you were wanting a, a song to kind of be as i and i was going i think that's tough because like that that song is very kind of like i've loved watching the edits of the see the miles morales um spider-man game on the playstation i've seen mm. people doing edits of him swinging through and playing that song over and it's fucking gorgeous it's brilliant but yeah the score was fantastic like, the, just the whole just the, the movie and in, in, in its entirety just everything like pardon the pun but it just inter, interweaves like a beautiful web where it's like the music fits the characters fit the the writing fit the writing's brilliant the jokes land right, the, right, the mm. writing is incredible yes. this song, by the way um, uh, the, the, the dialogue is outstanding and it really aids the, the character development like i i, I kind of said coming out of it i kind of said that if you're a kid this film should make you want to be a better kid yeah. or a better or son, or son or daughter or whatever yeah um and if you're a parent, it should make you want to be a better parent because that, that's that that that's the way the film is is done, and it's just incredible. I think it's... the best bit of the film, just off of that, Craig, is when he's speaking to his mum underneath the water tower. That that yeah, me, that's yeah. Was that was a beautifully written scene. Yeah, like you you scene. could take that out with like the superheroes out with anything, and that Put just it anything. It was beautifully performed as well. Oh, like yeah. the voice I, I, acting, the I was voice crazy. acting, I was crying. Incredible. That, that scene. The thing that they do so well with this is though it's like that because we've barely spoke about like the parents and stuff like that. That mm. the, the the humor that you get from her being like, "Don't steal him away from me," like that's funny and it's just it's played so well. And then you get this idea where she's just this loving and attentive mother that wants the best for her son. And ultimately, when it leads to him, the reveal at the end where he's like, "Mum, I figured it out. They told me that I wasn't supposed to be here and that I'm not special and I shouldn't do that. And I'm I'm, I'm I can, you can trust me." And it builds him up to the strength for her to go, for him to go. I'm Spider Man, and she's like, "Oh, cool. That's what's that Comic Con thing?" And he's like, "What the fuck's Comic Con?" A, a lovely little callback joke to the first one as well. But it's nice that the the storytelling in the sense of our Miles lost his uncle, and again, if you go back to watch the the first film and you see the 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 purple and green, he's he's on his way to be the Prowler. And he turns to red and blue because Spider-Man has that influence on him. That when you see the effects of when the other Miles, the Prowler Miles' father dies, and then it's Uncle Aaron that takes him on. Like the the, the it's just the storytelling is genius. Yes, Craig. Question. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> so I may have been very obtuse. Obtuse here. You may have already kind of done this point. I'm just kind of confused Sorry? with what you were saying. Um. So was. Our Miles, uh-huh. the main Miles, meant to be the Prowler. He was no, yeah. I, I, yeah. and and the and the other Miles was meant oh, to be Spider Man. So uh, yes. from from what um, I've gauged from other people talking is, and and again this goes for Miguel. Peter A. Spark, Peter A. Parker, who was Chris mm-hmm. Pine in the first one that died, wasn't meant to die. Wasn't meant to die, yeah. but because of that collider thing, he died. And that's how he became uh, Spider Man. The way I read it is that Miles is always meant to become Prowler. Yeah. It's just in this one instance 
but he wasn't. And that and that's and that's why he's this strangely unique Spider Man because he was always meant to be this burglar. Oh, I love that. I, I absolutely love that. I've just that's I've just had another that. fucking epiphany with you just asking that question as well. Because if you go off the theory that, that Miguel has about uh, this canon event, so we've seen Andrew Garfield's uh, Captain Stacy die, and it was somebody else that was the captain for Gwen. It was uh, Sing. Yeah. Yeah, his guy yeah. got saved and he shouldn't. So that means in Miles' world, or Miles' world, his dad would have died, but it would have been Peter B. Yeah, or Peter right. A. Parker. Yeah. That, that, it was, that was his police captain that would have died. But oh, now so Miles... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now Miles is Spider-Man and the whole thing was he's like, I can go back and I can save everybody. Which someone... Paul, you'll love this because you love a fucking pull the thread pothole thing. Somebody said like, no Spider-Man would do that. Every Spider-Man would try and save everyone. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's even, you even see that way with Tom Holland... Like his character's like no, I can, I can, I can do it. I can save everyone. And I was going, yeah, that kind of is, but it makes. I know he doesn't, but like that's the point. Like it's, it's the desire to like the, yeah, the, yeah. You, you shouldn't have someone like Peter B. Parker or like Gwen or whoever saying no. You need to let your dad die. Like you can, like like that kind of goes against who Spider Man and who pa- Peter Parker is as a person and as a character and stuff. But like this film, the fact that we've sat here for nearly over an hour, probably just over an hour now. And there's new things that we're going. Oh, that makes so much sense. Oh, that and I've only we've only watched it once, and there's so much more that we could fucking talk. Like we've not even spoke about Spider Woman, who's apparently getting her own. Uh, she's getting her own animated movie. There's now talks that Miles Morales is going to get his own uh, oh, live action movie. Don't get me started on that. Not a fan. I'm I'm panicking about that because you know why? Cool. Because name me one Sony live action film that has done well since spider-man 2 (laughs) paul i will Um, ban you from this podcast until ahsoka (laughs) and then i will fucking make you come back and do every single fucking episode of that morbius jesus no like like, i'm just like i'm panicking because the only time they've been been successful is when they've engaged the mcu's help Mm -hmm. like the tom holland spider-man films are really good because the mcu is involved but when they've tried to go alone yeah they have completely shot the bed. Like, 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 like. So that's why I'm really nervous, and I don't. I think I, I if I was them, I wouldn't do it because I, what's going to happen here is it, what's going to happen here is going to be the best trilogy that's ever been made superhero wise. Don't do it. I think maybe, I think maybe swallow your pride and put Miles Morales in the Tom Holland MCU next three films and make him be like a mentor to yeah, make him take like, on Tony Stark role yeah. and make Miles Morales become the, 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 the like take his role. That's what I think you should do if you're going to do it. I I think just check your pride at the door. Realize that you're not good at this stuff. Paul, that's just, a, that's well, no, 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 Craig. I'm going to disagree, you man. Like I don't think because to keep the sanctity of these three films of the um, uh, Spider Verse films as brilliant film. as they are, you cannot have Miles Morales come in as Spider Man in the MCU. That's he fine. No, to, hey, he needs to well, become the Prowler in the MCU. Oh, that's fine. That's uh, that's he can't, but fine. he can't be in the MCU now. Donald Glover. Well, you could take, you could go after, but true, you could take up. No, 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 because because that prowler's been captured, and then there's something's going to happen with him. So that means Miles Morales in the MCU universe needs to pick up that mantle, and then 
start like Paul. That that would also give license for thing if the guy who voices Miles to be the prowler because he'd be old, older. Yeah. You can make you can make him the you can make him the prowler. That's, that way. Yeah, this is how I know superhero movies ain't going fucking nowhere because we literally had this exact same conversation on the Spider-Man ranking podcast because the new Spider-Man hadn't come out yet and we didn't think Tom Holland was signing new movies with. Uh, the MCU, we thought he was maybe going to have to go to Sony or they were going to do it. We didn't want Sony because Sony are fucking shit other than these animated movies. So, how, <laughs> how is it that Sony keep missing, like, missing the board where, like, that live action stuff, but when too it comes cooks. to animation, they're, they're smashing it. Too many cooks. That's it's, it's too many people try to chime in with ideas. It's the same shit that fucking DC were doing. Don't get me started on this as well. Where let's do, let's do, let's do the bad guy movie. No! Don't! Do superheroes, and it's again, it's it's fucking obvious now. Where you go, right? Kill MCU. You've got Peter Parker. You do Miles Morales live action, but it's I don't want them to do it because I don't think they'll do a good job. Just stick to animated. Just keep doing these Spider-Man movies. Just keep doing it. Let's let's have another MC. Let's have an animated MCU. Nothing can go wrong there. We already do. It's like all of the Avengers cartoons. Yeah, what and if? The, and they're, they're, they're great. No, not what if. What if? What if? Great. Comparison. It's shite in comparison to the cartoons. Like, I mean, in what if, you do not get the great line that Thanos says, which is, if I can't hit you with the hammer, I'll hit the hammer with you, in <clears> reference <throat> to not being able to pick up Mjolnir. Great scene. Wonderful. Get Clancy Brown in the MCU. Have have we can have I convinced either of you that it's a ten? Nine point five. I think it's a nine point five. I think I'm going to make a claim. I think after you watch it again, you'll say it's a ten. Well, I'm going to like double up on that. I think when all three are out. Yes. Yeah. And you watch them one after the other. It will make all of them ten out of ten because I think the low points in the two films so far will be tied up with the final one. There will be things that will slot into place and it will be one entirely beautiful, cohesive Spider-Man experience. Well, all I can hope is that when it does come out next year, Cinewar will do all three fucking back to back to back and I will... Oh, I would do that with you. I will be there. I will do that with you. I will be there. Um, Just out of interest, or just out of um, the the new Disney film that's coming out with a different animation style is called Wish. Check the trailer out. It's it's very different from from previous um, animated styles. Paul... Have I changed your mind if you went fucking lower? <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> have I gone lower? I'm happy with 7.5. I could. It's still a great score, to be fair. I could be convinced to go 8, maybe. Mm. I don't know. I just think I think the fact that we have been here an hour and we do need to wrap it up, but like the fact that we've been here for over an hour and we probably haven't even scratched the surface. We've not talked oh, about like any Easter eggs or like like we only kind of marginally touched on the story. But this film is so action packed and so full and like to me, I don't I, like I know Paul, you said it seemed a wee bit bloated and stuff. I didn't feel like this flew by for me. This was one of the easiest two hours in the cinema I've ever I've, I've ever had, and I seen it in IMAX as well, which was stunning like see this on the bit i don't even think it'll be an imax anymore i think you'll have flash might be in that uh, as of wednesday but yeah thoroughly recommend this movie cannot wait for the th- uh, part three to come out i think that's what is that beyond 
the Spider-Verse. Yeah. I see a yeah. lot of people predicting we're going to get more live-action stuff. We'll maybe get an appearance from Tom Holland. Who knows? But to me, I trust Lord and we'll Miller. an appearance from The Beyonder? Could do. I doubt it. I want more spot. I want more spot. That's another oh, thing. We're not, like done with spot. we're not done with spot. No, we're definitely not done with spot. Um, but yes, that's not until March. But before we get to March, there's lots more stuff coming out. We've got Paul's giddy as fuck about Ahsoka. I can't remember, Paul. Are you excited for Ahsoka? Oh. Uh, cool. Uh, it, it, it just keep <laughs> tearing my heart in twain. Just, Did you not think uh, the trailer I, I think great? Ahsoka, I think Ahsoka's going to be good. I think I really I think Ahsoka's going to be good. I'll be honest, I can't even bring myself to watch the trailer. I'm You've not just... watched the trailer? Man, oh, David Paul, Tennant's in trailer? it. David Tennant's in it, Paul, come on. Is David Tennant? Uh, is, is he playing yeah, the he, daft droid? He plays the lightsaber droid. droid. Yeah. <laughs> the one from that. Clone That's Wars. Cool. Yeah. There's a guy, did a guy not pass away as well that's in it? Ray yeah, Ray Stevenson. Yeah, yeah Ray Stevenson. Yeah. 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 He was like... 55 or something it looked yeah. it looks good in it as well it looks really menacing being I, a villain do, are they are they doing reshoots because of it or i don't think no so. i think it was all done no i think it was, I think all, it was done. all done no, it's, coming, um, it's coming out in august it must be done so yeah so keep your eyes and ears peeled on socials for everything we're going to be doing i'm going to try i am hectic busy just now but i'm going to try and get definitely going to do a flash podcast because there's a lot to talk about with that film i've not even seen the film yet and there's fucking a fuck ton to kind of talk about before you even see it whether the film should have even been released is the big question. But Secret yeah. Invasion. Secret Invasion comes out at the end of this month. Cannot fucking wait for that. We'll be doing that week to week. Um, I'm hopefully going to try and steal uh, Mr. Mooney and either you two gentlemen, both of you gentlemen are more than welcome to join it if you've watched Barry. I've only got four episodes to go. We'll do a wee season one of that if you're up for it, Craig. Uh, mm-hmm. I still want to watch Ted Lasso. I'll maybe try and do one for that. But we've got Flashes coming out. Uh I'll probably see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You've got... What else is coming out? That Jennifer it's, Lawrence uh, comedy looks good. I actually want to go see that. Which one? Because she's not done a comedy in a while. She's she's dating like a... a, a, a like she, she she's an Uber oh, driver oh, that doesn't oh. have a car and somebody offers a car to someone to come no date. No hard feelings. Yeah, no hard feelings. That that film's giving me bad vibes. Me too. It's giving but me I'll go see bad it. vibes. I'm kind of hoping though. Like I'm, I'm kind of hoping that that's what... Ren- I was hoping Renfield was going to be the comedy of the year, and it very much wasn't. Um, but I feel I as if I liked it. I was not a big fan. Um, <laughs> oh, I, 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 didn't, I didn't like. I didn't think it was amazing. But I, I, what I did you wait a minute? Out of interest, Paul. What did you score that? Renfield. Yeah. Oh, that was a nine. <laughs> fucking <hard> absolute, <laughs> absolute botting of a boy, man. I fucking so, nice. so, like remember when we were yeah. all like, "Oh, Paul's seen the least amount of films." Out of <laughs> but I was the curveball, and it was me. I think Paul is a poor metric to judge anything yeah. by because like this is why paul was higher on the hundred like, yeah the, the graph for paul what paul likes and dislikes is so erratic it like, started you cannot, as a look. it started <laughs> as a running joke where it's like ha, 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 paul doesn't like it i'm determined to get him on a film that we all like like there's going to be a podcast like, where i have all four of us never all at once yeah. that was the closest we've got yeah. but we didn't even review that um, but yeah there's lots of films coming out we've got some TV series and stuff coming out um, but yeah we need to wrap things up so where can the lovely people find you Joseph Boone uh, they can find me in the um, Sinister Sticks um, Tormented <laughs> City that is my Twitter page at Joseph Boone also on Instagram on the same handle where really nothing happens and it might well be a page of crime who knows mm. Polly Smack 
You can find me in the frozen universe of being a meme, just pointing at myself as an <laughs> imposter at my Instagram, which is at hey. Stuart Story. <laughs> Joseph clearly like thinks of these beforehand. Paul's just like, yep, I'll go. I'll wing it on. No, no, I don't think of these beforehand. <laughs> Craig. Give, I was going to say you give you... Joseph so much credit over than what you should be getting. And Craig, where can the lovely people find you and everything you're up to? Well, I mean, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you just before before we go for the lovely listeners. I mean, just a wee reminder that me, Andrew, and Paul are going to be uh, in a film that's in cinemas. It's going to be in cinemas. The difference Strange. between us is going to be, if you live in Glasgow, it is from the 21st of July to the 5th of August. It is in the CCA in Glasgow. Get your tickets now. You go on the website, on CCA uh, Glasgow's website, you can get the tickets. If you live in Edinburgh, it's going to be around in September. And if you, by chance, live in Sweden, then it's going to be in the summer sometime. So we're going international, baby. So yeah, Avid, uh, avid, uh, avid listeners of the Withmates podcast in Sweden. There you go then. So if you if you want to check out Andrew uh, in the flesh, then you can see that film. I was literally wearing this vest in that film. Yeah, you were. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, and also all episodes of the 100 season one are up on Facebook on our Facebook page. So at 100 Film Reviews on Facebook, you can check them out if you're interested in that. Uh, we're very proud of them. So we're happy that people have actually finally getting to see it. But anyway, you can find me at Craig A Mooney on Twitter. And on Facebook and Instagram, it's at Craig Andrew Mooney. We love the cadence. If you want to follow me, I'm at and Gray on all social media platforms. If you want to follow the podcast, we're at WithMatesPod on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the above. Um, I'm going to try and do more TikToks. As I say, I've been super busy. I know they're only like 30 seconds long, but it takes longer to edit because you want to make it look really good and whatnot. But I will get back to that once I kind of things slow down for me a bit. As I say, keep your eyes and ears peeled for the next few podcasts that are going to come out. And do you know what? Like, come, come, back, come in close. Close. No, closer. Closer. Go review the fucking podcast. Give us five stars, right? We want more people listening to this shit so that we can do more of it and I can fucking pay these lovely gentlemen for their time um but yeah it would help us out so go review it it gets more eyes more ears and all that kind of stuff on the podcast but until next time thanks for listening latest on the main J. i'm still laughing at the big three <laughs> <laughs>